Welcome back to Sports Cube. I'm your host, Daniel Shalom, bringing you the latest in the sports world. And what an episode we have for you today as we got to sit down with current Sasset Braves player and USC women's lacrosse commit Nikki Finelli to talk to her about her college recruitment process and also what she's doing to help our frontline workers during these tough times. Additionally, we bring you the results from the first round of the MLB Bracket Challenge and the second round of our MLB Park Challenge. So all this, much more. Stay tuned. More Sports Cube coming right up. And before we get to Nikki's interview, it's time for our first and second round results from our MLB Bracket Challenge. In the first round, you guys voted for Tropicana Field over Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Rogers Center with a percentage of 80% to 20%. And also in the first round on the NL side of things, you guys voted for Coors Field 90% over 10% for the St. Louis Cardinals Bush Stadium. So in our second round matchups we have for you on the NL side of things, the Giants from Oracle Park, they were one of the most successful franchises in the 2010s. Of course, with the departure of Madison Bumgarner, they're going through a little bit of a rebuild. But their opponent in this one, the Brewers and Miller Park, of course, the Brewers have Lorenzo Kane, Christian Yelich. They were heartbroken, though, when they lost the wild card to the Washington Nationals in 2019. So we're going to see how they come back with that. And on the AL side of things, a weird matchup because one of these stadiums is fairly new and the other is very historic. The historic one being Camden Yards, home to Baltimore Orioles, one of the oldest stadiums in the MLB, aside from Wrigley and Fenway. It's a great stadium, and it has just so much history in it. But the other side of things is a very new and renovated stadium. It's Target Field, home of the Minnesota Twins. After the destruction of the Metrodome, they got a new stadium. It's luxurious. It's in downtown Minnesota. And the Twins are a dominant figure, except when playing against the Yankees in the playoffs when they usually lose. So we're going to have to see how they fare out. But make sure these results are determined by you guys. So vote on our Instagram at SportsCube Podcast. And Nikki Finelli's interview is coming up right now. Welcome back to SportsCube. I'm your host, Daniel Shalom. And today we have a very special guest that joins us on the SportsCube Podcast. She's a USC women's lacrosse commit and a junior at Syosset High School, Nikki Finelli. Nikki, welcome to the show. I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So Nikki, let's just jump right into it. How have you been uh, doing and how have you been staying busy during this quarantine? I'm not going to lie. It's been a little tough, but um, I've definitely been cooking a lot more than I ever have. And I've been trying to go on long runs to keep my brain from going all haywire with all this sitting around. Yeah, no doubt. And how have your workouts and regimens changed saying that you've been stuck in your house for nearly two months now? Well, I definitely do better working out in a group, so keeping myself motivated has been a little tough, but I've been trying to keep up with a schedule every day during certain routines, and um, by doing that, it actually has helped a lot keep myself on a good track. Yeah, and you were one of the stars on your Syasa team in your sophomore season, scoring 20 goals, and were one of the fastest people on the team. How did you achieve those goals? Um, I think keeping the attitude of get it done for your team is one thing I live by. So just constantly working harder every single day to help my team out, prove to my coaches that I value them, prove to my teammates that I value them and do the best I can to keep up for them. 
It seems like you you take into account a lot of uh, team unity. Does that play a lot into not just you, but Syosset's program of women's lacrosse? I think that is a huge part of Syosset, um, not just lacrosse, also soccer, um, boys and girls. I've seen it in a lot of their sports. Um, Syosset pride and unity, especially knowing when to pick up your teammates. I think that's something that's bred into all of us, and our coaches do a really great job of getting that message through to us. Definitely. And speaking of achievements like we were talking about a little bit before, what was it like for you to be put on Newsday's Top 100 Women's Lacrosse Players on Long Island? Um, it was a great feeling. I was honored. It was a huge achievement. Um, There's some really, really great girls on that list. So it was just an awesome feeling. For sure. And clearly, we all rely on sports, but you especially. Have you thought of the possibility that your fall sport, soccer, might be canceled as well? Um. It's been in the back of my mind. I'm trying to keep a pretty upbeat, positive outlook on it, hoping with all the new testing and um, the numbers slightly going down that there's a good chance that we will return to school and sports um, because soccer is a the other sport I play. It's a huge part of um, Syosset for me and like going there, and I love that I have that team because it's not my main sport anymore. So I'm a little nervous, but I'm looking on the bright side that things – might be going in a different direction. Yeah, and uh, speaking of soccer, before you became a star at lacrosse, you are actually an Olympic development soccer player up until around eighth grade. Could you uh, speak a little bit more to that? Um, yeah, so my whole life I was a soccer player. Um, I thought I was going to play college soccer. It was, my, it was my life. I loved it more than anything. I was on like three or four teams from the time I was in second grade till I was in eighth grade when I decided to switch my focus more to lacrosse. Um, I think soccer was the first time that I understood the meaning of depending on other people and also having other people depend on you. And that feeling of gratitude and just like appreciation for yourself and your teammates when I, when we would win. And even just like when we would have a great practice, it was the best feeling. And I think that's when I fell in love with sports so even though soccer is not my main sport anymore, I could never forget how it made me feel and just the way it introduced sports into my life. Because after one, if, after my first year, I was hooked on sports. Yeah, I mean, sports is within all of us. But what swayed you to focus on lacrosse in eighth grade? Um, honestly, I think because when you're in eighth grade, a lot of not just – sports kids I think music um are kids that have something other than just a social life they kind of go down two paths they either go even more into whatever they're doing or they kind of back off um I was playing soccer lacrosse basketball volleyball I was playing a lot and I think that it got to be a lot for me and I decided that soccer was not what I wanted to do and Instead of just quitting all sports altogether, I'm really happy that I then shifted my focus onto lacrosse because I think it was something new. Even though I had played before, it was something that I really like wanted to focus on. And it gave me an opportunity to stay in sports and not back off completely, even though I was giving up soccer, which was previously my entire life. Yeah, that must have been a hard transition. And But speaking of both sports, you're clearly a two-sport player. 
How do you manage not just physically but mentally being on two varsity teams? Um, I definitely have to thank my parents and my teammates because being playing any varsity sport can be grueling mentally, especially if you're lacking confidence or you're just not in a groove. It's really easy to get into a rut and beat yourself up, and I'm definitely guilty of being one of those kids that can sometimes shut down with a lack of confidence. So within both sports, there's always going to be a struggle, but having teammates and people, coaches, your parents, family, friends, like people who could support you definitely is a huge help with the mentality of playing varsity sports. Yeah. How big do you think commitment has played into your entire athletic career? Um, I've been waiting to commit since once I realized it was lacrosse that I wanted to pursue for college. Um, I was read like I wanted to commit right away, and this was prior to them changing the rule. They changed it um, my eighth grade summer, going into ninth grade. Um, I was so eager to commit, but I'm actually really glad that they changed the rule because I definitely think I could have gone down a different path and played at a different school if the rule had not changed. But um, now that I'm going to USC, I am just so grateful. And it definitely gives me even more appreciation for the game and just like life in general, because it's such a it's such a crazy thing. I, I feel like committing, especially when you're a junior, um, it just ch- it changed my whole life and my perspective. Yeah. And speaking of a commitment, before you did commit anywhere, what stood out for you and what were you looking for in a school for not just athletics, but academics as well? Um, well, academically, I knew that I wanted to major and minor around psychology. Um, I'm not exactly sure what I want to do yet, but I was definitely looking at schools academically that I didn't want to go somewhere that could be a safety school for me. So I wanted to push myself academically as much as I possibly could. And also I wanted to make sure that the school that I was going to go to had a good psychology program or other things that I know I could incorporate into psychology or things that I could branch out and do in case I changed my mind. For sure. And shifting back to sports a little bit now, how did Syosset set you up so that your talent could be reflected across the nation? Um, I think Syosset does a really good job, especially with their athletes, um, with the coaches and the athletic administration. They make you know that you matter. Even if you're a bench player and you're someone who roots on your team, like in any sport in Syosset, everyone matters. And I think that when you're when that's instilled in you from a very young age, even before you enter like middle school and high school sports, just like our like Syosset soccer plugs club, Syosset lacrosse club, like any of those things, it's instilled in you from a very young age that you matter. And with people backing you up, I think that's a really important part of growing yourself in the game because it's hard to grow your abilities if you don't feel like people are there to appreciate you or push you to do better. How do you think that your athletic career would have been uh, different or in a way changed if you didn't have the teammates that you did to rally around and just be the best people that they could be around you? Um, I think that one of the things that um, I think stood out for the USC coaches was that I am uh, somewhat of a natural leader. So I definitely take initiative 
even off the field. And I think that because I've always been the young one on like Sayasa varsity teams, I played um, JV soccer when I was in eighth grade and then ninth grade, I was brought up to varsity and I was on varsity lacrosse in eighth grade. So I've always looked up to um, older girls and I've usually became really close with them. So looking up to people that are leaders, I think breeds leadership in you because everyone typically watches and then kind of duplicates what they see, especially at such a young age. So having mentors to look up to and just such good people around me has really like helped me be that kind of leadership person. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Mentors teach us and they lead us. But back to a little bit of California, it's it's very, very far away from Long Island, around 2,700 miles. What inspired you to even take a trip to visit all those schools out there in California? Um, Well, USC, I had never been to before my official visit. So when I got the call on September 1st, um, after speaking to my parents, we decided that if it wasn't official and they were paying to fly me out, that it would be a good idea to just take the opportunity because I wanted to be open-minded. But I could say within the first five minutes of driving like through before you get to campus, it's kind of like a city around us because once you're in the campus, it's a box that you can't really drive through. Within five minutes of going through that like city part, getting to campus, I had like this warm, fuzzy feeling like it sounds pretty a uh, cliche, but I kind of just knew like, wow, like this might be where I end up. And with it, within the first day and a half of my visit, I just knew. So it didn't really bother so- me that it was far away, Mm -hmm. especially because a lot of the girls that I had spoken to are East Coast girls. So that was like a nice comforting feeling that, oh, if I do choose to go here, I'm not going to be the only one from the East Coast. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, around seven of the players on the 2019-2020 Trojans roster from Long Island, uh, did that have any effect on, on you saying that it did bring a level of comfort to USC? Yes, it definitely brought a level of comfort. Also, in my recruiting class, um, two of my friends are from Long Island. Um, One's from Connecticut. One's from Jersey. So we have a lot of East Coast girls. And even though it's not like they live like they're my neighbors or they live a town over, it's still comforting to know that girls around you are going through the same like life change that you're going to go through when you move across the country without your family, without your friends. And it's a whole new change of scenery and just a whole change of life. I think California, everyone knows, is very different from Long Island and New York. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of family, how have they supported you throughout this entire process? Um, my fa- My parents and my brother are always the most supportive people in my life. Um, Especially, I got to say, my mom has definitely bred me to be who I am. I don't think that I could have gotten anywhere without her. Um, When I was little, I didn't want to play sports. And my mom, I cried the first day of soccer tryouts when I was in kindergarten or whatever. And my mom pushed me to go out there and play. And she did that. And I think that without her, constantly pushing me to be the best person, the best athlete, the best teammate I could be, I wouldn't have succeeded in ways that I have and wouldn't be going where I'm going. And she really has pushed me and supported me to be the best version of myself on and off the field. So I thank her for that. 
Yeah, and speaking of being off the field, you volunteer and teach lacrosse to kids with special needs. How did you get involved in this program? Well, my uncle um, played lacrosse at Adelphi, and his best friend from college, Mike Nelson, runs um, Knights Lacrosse Program, which is the program that teaches kids ages, um, I want to say four to I think 27, um, anyone with a physical or um, mental developmental disability, um, lacrosse. So I got into it through them, my uncle and his um, best college friend. But I that program has changed my life. And really, the game, when you see the game touch people, you realize how much it's touched you and changed your life. So forever, I'll be grateful for the Knights Lacrosse program. For sure. And, and what lessons have you learned? And how have they shaped you to become the person that you are today? Um, I think that over the years, I've learned from, especially from the Knights program, how to appreciate life and the game more because we all take for granted how easy it is to just go out and pick up a stick and have no trouble playing wall ball, focusing on getting goals and doing things you need to do. And even just having a simple catch with someone in any sport, passing a soccer ball back and forth, shooting, um, free throws with someone, we take it for um, granted and we don't realize it and we don't mean to. But when you see children who don't have the same abilities and the littlest thing is scooping up a lacrosse ball is difficult for them, you realize how much we have to be grateful for in this game and how it can teach kids. When kids get it and you see them scoop up the ball or you see them catch it for the first time and that, that look of just success in their eyes it touches you and it's just like the most amazing feeling Hmm. i i couldn't agree more community service is definitely a big part of our lives so nikki where can people help out in the community and participate in these events um people don't realize there's actually a lot more um volunteer work with sports than you would expect. And I think that you don't have to necessarily have a special connection to a charity or an event or um, whatever type of thing they're doing. I think that it's important to get involved in your community, whether that's your town or that is a community like Knights Lacrosse that has that unity of teaching kids. Or I know that, um, my one of my best friend's brother's teammate had passed away from uh, I want to say leukemia when he was like in the seventh grade and he's from Levittown and I know that they do um, a lot of stuff to honor him his name was Lorenzo so stuff like that you don't necessarily need to know why know the person that you're doing something for or even know people that are part of the charity it's about getting involved and making that connection you don't need to initially have a connection to do that Yeah, I mean, and speaking of connections, the listeners out there might not know this, but your mom is currently a nurse. And with the whole coronavirus going around, how has your team been able to make an impact and support all these people who are keeping us safe during these tough times? Um, So my mom is the director of clinical services and a hospice nurse at MJHS Hospice and Palliative Care. So they already, to begin with, their job is pretty um, grueling. They work with people that are um, starting to go through the process of um, either passing away or are dealing with a really difficult to d- disease. And especially with all this COVID craziness, their jobs have become 10 times harder. 
Um, so I had organized with my coaches and my teammates to do a little just simple things like thank you notes. My team wrote out thank you notes. Also, the JV team at Syosset for lacrosse wrote out some thank you notes. Some people baked and we my mom had brought them into her office and not everyone could be at the meeting, obviously, because of all the safety guidelines. But they faxed over letters and thank you notes and whoever was in the office that day got to enjoy the treats. And it really made a difference to the nurses knowing that they were appreciated in the sense of more, it was more personal because, you know, people can post on Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat and say like, thank you to all our first responders. But it's different when it's going directly to a first responder and really hitting home and giving them something that makes them feel appreciated. Yeah, a truly small acts of kindness these days can help people feel so much better during these tough times. We here at Sports Cube applaud all the healthcare workers for keeping us safe and protected throughout these hard times. And Nikki, now I have a couple fun questions for you. For you yourself, what's the coolest arena or stadium that you've played in so far in your athletic career? Oh, that I've played in. Um, let me think. I would have to say playing um, at – so there's the Under Armour games during the summer, and they're they're held at Towson College. Um, it's not always an arena you're playing in, but they do have, like, huge stands around, and there's thousands of coaches and parents and um, people supporting the game. And playing in those games, repping Long Island, really is such a cool experience, even though you're not playing – necessarily in a stadium depending on what game you're in or if you're in the championship or not it that definitely has to be one of the coolest experiences just seeing the all the coaches all the parents everyone just watching lacrosse and buying into watching and it's just the energy is crazy yeah for sure and I mean lacrosse is growing so rapidly there's two leagues obviously and there's also the women's lacrosse league as well so Nikki last question here for you today. Um, is there anything you want to say to up and coming athletes like yourself looking to go for D1 sports in college? Um, yeah. So my biggest piece of advice for even myself every day is don't rest on your laurels and you got to keep working because nine times out of 10, there's kids that are working just as hard or even harder. And um, something I, my mom has said to me since I was young Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And you could be the most talented kid in the world, but if you're not working every single day and pushing yourself to be the best person you could be, best teammate, best player, all aspects in, on and off the field, you're not going to get as far as you would if you don't do it. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more, Nikki. Thank you so much for being here. We wish you the best of luck with the rest of your high school and college career, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. More Sports Cube coming right up. And that about does it for today's show. I hope you all enjoyed. Of course, we really appreciate Nikki's mom's work and also her team, the Syosset Braves work, in making all these cards and supporting our health care workers during these tough times. So, of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to go to our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Sports Cube Podcast. Like, comment, send us some people you want to hear their stories. People like John DeLolio, Morgan Tester, and of course, Nikki Finelli, they all have great stories and we want to bring them to you guys. So make sure to do that. And also make sure to vote for our MLB bracket on Instagram. That determines who moves on. And of course, till next time, peace out.